Good morning. It is great to be back. Uh, two weeks off of the podcast. I, you know, I, I am a little bit of a workaholic, and you will actually hear me talk about that in this episode. That was really hard for me to just straight up say, you know what? Not going to do a podcast for two weeks. I am just going to relax. And uh, well, what happened was it started to feel like work for me. So I was like, you know what? If I have to find a place in these two weeks around the holidays to fit in doing podcasts, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel burdensome. And the whole point of this podcast is that it doesn't feel burdensome, right? It doesn't feel like work. So thank you for bearing with me. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I did. I had a great, of course, having Leo, having a three-year-old, and going through the holidays is amazing. The magic of Christmas, right? It's just, it's the best. Um, But also, the other thing about it was New Year's Eve, I got a really pleasant surprise. I was actually heading to Ohio to go to a wedding for New Year's Eve. And obviously, with the surge in COVID and Omicron, um, they canceled the wedding. But listen to this. I got the phone call that they were pulling the plug on the wedding at about 12.15 p.m. on the day of the wedding, three hours away. So I was two and a half hours into my trip back home to Ohio, uh, my two and a half hours into a three-hour trip when I got the phone call that the wedding was canceled. So I still went home because I had a bunch of stuff to give my parents anyway, and I was staying with them for the night. But now here I am, you know, I'm back in my hometown. I'm back at home. I see my parents. I see one of my best friends who's a mailman on my way through town. I stop and talk to him because I see the mail truck and I'm like, well, it's a small town. He's a mailman. I got almost a 50-50 chance that this is him. And it is him. So I get to talk to him for a little while. I go home. I see my parents. I tell them that the wedding is canceled. And they're like, great. Um, we're going to your brother's house. My brother just bought a brand new house in Ashtabula, Ohio for New Year's. How about you come with us? And honestly, it was so great. I mean, it was just, it was food for the soul. I went and spent the entire New Year's Eve with my mother, my father, my brother, my sort of, I'll say, sister-in-law, not legally yet. They're not married, but basically my sister-in-law, Joni, and then uh, also my cousin, Stephanie, stopped by. And it was amazing. And not that I wouldn't have had fun at the wedding. Not that there weren't a lot of people that I, I didn't want to see at the wedding. I, I, you know, I would have had a great time at the wedding seeing a lot of people I wanted to see. But ultimately, these were the people I wanted to see the most. My mom, my dad, my brother. And I just, it was, it worked perfectly. It just worked perfectly. So uh, I did kind of crash their plans, though, because they're like, we're going to order pizza. And I was like, no, we're not ordering pizza. I would take me to the butchers. We're going to go get some steaks. <laughs> so I made steaks. <sighs> so that was great. Speaking of Ohio, boy, oh boy, the Cleveland Browns, right? What a disappointment. Um, just one of the toughest years in a long time because of how much hope there was going into the year. I, here's my official statement on this, right? Because right now it's very polarizing. Half the people want Baker Mayfield gone. The other half say Baker's not the problem. Here's my statement. Maybe he's the problem. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm riding into next year with full support of Baker Mayfield. And if it's not good again next year, that's it. I will not allow myself to sit here a year from now and say the same thing I'm saying right now. There's no way. We can't sit here and say, oh, maybe one more year. No. This is it. He's had a couple up years. He's had a couple down years. Maybe it's the injury. I don't know. But 
we are absolutely not going to do this again. I got one more year in me. Let's go, Baker. Prove me wrong. Yada, yada. So there's that. That being said, the, the Bills look amazing. Josh Allen, I mean, the Bills are, you know, look, it's the NFL. Everyone's beatable. But the Bills are as good as anyone else, and they are hot right now. And so I, I love the Bills. I think the Bills have a really good shot this year. I think that's really exciting for this area. Um, okay, wanted to come out, back out with a bang. couple of weeks, no podcast. Let's do a really good one. This is Whitney Young. Whitney is a former actress, as you will hear. She is the uh, daughter of a pilot and a homemaker, and she... Uh, is a former 98PXY personality and currently today works for NAMI Rochester, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. And uh, she came out to the factory to take some pictures. I'm be- I was featured earlier this week on their Instagram feed, and uh, we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. But Whitney and I here get into her life and both of our struggles with mental health. And uh, we do talk some radio in this as well. And I hope you enjoy Whitney Young. for having me you're, this is on now so now we're on okay now I we're promised on I okay. would tell you we're on we're on okay is the microphone on I didn't the microphone even, is on because I was just yes because <laughs> I just realized I was turning it on off doing... on off on off for the photo op yes <laughs> well thank you for coming out here yeah what thank you, you for having me sauce factory right it's great it smells like sauce yeah it looks like I see the sauce I mean so it's not like a front for something else now we know now no. I know no it's not <laughs> definitely not you're not working for second. the cartel I realize that the louder I say that that the, the more it sounds like it is yeah no it's not <laughs> Like it's real, I swear. <laughs> it's not. Uh, okay, so it did. It smell like sauce outside. It did right outside the door. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to smell like sauce, like for like a bl- couple everywhere. Block. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. when you go into Abercrombie and Fitch, and it like smells like cologne everywhere. Yes. But the cologne is on one table. Yes. You're like, why does everything smell? Wait a second. Let's start with our mental health talk at Abercrombie and Fitch. I love that yes. you brought it up. Yes. There you go. Insecurities from high school <laughs> stemming back to Abercrombie and Fitch. Do you so want to know why? So much trauma. Why? Because they didn't carry anything I ever fit in. It was so, all my friends wanted to go to Abercrombie and Fitch, and they would just get clothes, and I'd be like, I'm good. And you would be like sitting on the, the couch outside the store, like yeah. at the mall, you know, the couches. <laughs> they have like the living room areas. No, no, it got worse, actually. I would go in, I'd pick out clothes, and I would go in the dressing room, and then I'd pretend I didn't like any <gasps> of them, but really they didn't fit. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's then really I would, sad. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> really kind sad. of sad, right? I didn't like it, guys. <laughs> I'd be like, I didn't like it. But in reality, it's just because I didn't fit in anything. Oh. And then my mom would take me to JCPenney Big and Tall or something, and then sure. I'd be able to get stuff that yeah. fit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always, every time my friend, because, you know, when we were young, we would go to the mall. Yeah. Malls were still a thing. Yes, My yep. friends would say, let's go to Ambercrombie and R.I.P. And I would always be like, yes, Abercrombie and yeah. Fit. That's exactly, I was just looking for a new shirt. 
<laughs> that's it. That's all you needed. Yeah. And I feel like, and I feel like that's where it all started for me. Oh my, my gosh. No, relatable. No, it's relatable. I think a lot of people would be like, you know what? You're right. Start crying Actually, in their car. I think, I think my insecurity started a little earlier than that though. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. We don't have to go into that unless you, I mean, unless you want to. Whatever you want to. Cause we're here to talk. We're here talk to talk. You. That's right. I always tell my mom that actually I blame her for my weight because when I met her, I only weighed eight pounds and now look oh at Oh my God. All right, that's it for my material. Uh, we need like the, where's the, the clown honk, the horn? The oh, yeah. <laughs> that, exactly. I yeah. didn't bring my props today. Um, How are you? Thank I'm, you for coming. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Good. So that was it, right? That's it. We're done? We're done with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, you say you're from Pennsylvania. Yes. So that's ironic that the mall would come up because that's where I used to go to the mall was at Mill Creek Mall in Erie. But you're from Warren, Pennsylvania? I am from Warren, Pennsylvania, which like... I don't know many people that know where that's from or have heard of it. So if you've heard of it, that's like a big win for Warren, Pennsylvania. Well, what's the closest city that we would have heard of? Probably Jamestown, New York. Okay. All right. Have you heard of that? Yes, of course. Okay. Yep. What if you were like, yep. no. And then yeah. I just kept going. Like, well, there's a... <laughs> Pittsburgh? Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Philadelphia? Especially we're recording this the day after the uh, Steelers beat the Browns on Monday Night Football. Oh, did they? Yeah, last okay. night. And I'm, okay. so I'm very tired because I stayed up till midnight last night and woke up at 4 a.m. So. Oh, my gosh. Um, why yeah. at 4 a.m.? Uh, I, you know what? I'll tell you why. Because... Okay. Uh, as a business owner, the only time you can actually get things done mm-hmm. are either really early in the morning or really late at night because okay. the day is mostly spent dealing with things that need to be dealt with right now. Right. Yeah, and sure. maybe that's just cause I'm not a good business owner. I don't know, but it's oh. it really like the, in order to sit down and get through your pile of work, mm-hmm. it's gotta be done. Not during regular business hours because regular business yeah. hours is just a phone that's going to blow up like, you know, there's two voicemails. Oh my gosh. Just, I'm pulling up my phone. All right. So just to, okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. It looks like six calls today. Right. I mean, that's not, it, wow. it's only one o'clock. So actually that's it's only not one that o'clock. Much. Yeah. A bunch of unanswered texts and stuff. So like one of them is from me being like, <laughs> uh, I think I'm here. <laughs> I don't know where I am. But I, that's when I have to actually, that's when things can get done is early. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. I mean, yeah. we both have a history of getting up at that time. So that's right. we have some, some experience. You have some experience with that. Well, what brought you to Rochester? What brought me to Rochester was my dad's career, uh, new job at Kodak back okay. in the day. Um, so we were in Florida actually at the time and he got a job flying for Kodak and we moved up here for He's that. He's a pilot? Yeah, he oh is. My gosh, He's retired, awesome. but yes. Uh, where did he do? So he worked for Kodak. Was that most yep. of his career or what did he do other than that? Yeah, that was a big chunk. That was like 14 years, I want to say, nice. I think, nice. at Kodak. Yeah, good good long run. Was he ever a commercial airline pilot? No, no. So you never, never had like that. flight benefits or anything? No, never, <laughs> no. never had any of the benefits of no. having a pilot, <laughs> pilot father, um, at least in that, oh, in that way. The jar I gave you just popped. Oh my gosh. It just I sealed. Did you hear that? It sealed. I did. I did. That was the okay. official seal. Cause we, so I plucked okay. a jar right from the bottling line to give to Whitney and it was still hot when I grabbed yep. it. And that was the lid just now popping and it just officially sealed and became shelf stable. So now we know that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's now I can go home and be like, okay, this hasn't been tampered with. Cause it, when right. I open it, exactly. it will pop. Yeah. Again, probably. <laughs> right. That's right. great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. So your dad's a pilot. And yes. uh, did you, did that give you, were you worried at all as a kid about dad being flying all over the place and thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, you watch movies, planes crash. Oh, of course. And then of your course. dad would always come home and be like, that doesn't actually happen in real life. But then once in a million years, yeah. it does actually happen. It does. It do- yeah. yeah. I mean, the statistic is something like one in 11 million. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, like I have always lived by, this is my anxiety, but it's like, why not me? Or like, 
like why not my <laughs> my loved ones you know yeah, yeah. whereas other people like are more logical about the the stats but um yeah I definitely worried about that as I got older but I think honestly I probably worried more about myself flying <laughs> because I trusted my dad's competence so much that I was like he'll be fine you know like it's me that I would worry about when I would fly I'd be like this pilot doesn't know what he's doing my dad does but would, would you ever do that when they would like when you guys would go somewhere and your dad wasn't flying he was yeah. just riding would you ever be like dad is this normal dad oh, is this normal? all the time <laughs> all the time and I remember like there were a few times where we we got into like some pretty moderate turbulence and he would just be like shaking his head like the pilot was like like what a rookie like this guy couldn't go around this stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> so that was always like, okay, at least he's not distraught. He's just disgusted or like annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Do you ever do small aircrafts? Like, did you guys ever do the thing where you would go, well, we're going to, we're going to fly to Florida for the weekend or something. Cause dad can do that. Yeah. Like, so he has that skill. Yeah. We didn't yeah. go that far. Well, we yeah. did in the, in the company jet. Um, the executives were kind enough a couple years in a row to let the families of the pilots nice. go to Florida um, for spring break. So that was cool. Like like the company was already going there and we got yeah. to So you've been on the Kodak along. private jet? Yes. That's kind of cool. Yes. That what was, was that, like? that was exciting. Um, it was cool. It was definitely, I will like probably never be on a private jet again. So yeah. I'm glad that I, <laughs> that I got that experience when I was young. Um, yeah, it was cool. For sure. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone is... It's okay. It's my not... phone is always on silent, and this is the one time it's not. <laughs> Terrible timing. It's okay. We don't have any rules. That's the good thing about podcasting. Yeah. We both have radio backgrounds. No rules yeah. here. We're good. That's right. You There's no curse. FCC. No yeah. FCC. Your phone doesn't have to be on silent. No one's going to get mad at you. That's right. Just do whatever you, you want. Can do anything. Say anything. Yeah. 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 What about your mom? What did your uh, mom do? So my mom has been a stay-at-home mom slash homemaker, which, and I say homemaker because it is a job. It's a job. It is absolutely, like, I don't know if your mom or dad were at uh, home. But. My mom was a teacher. My wife does work, but uh, we split the chores at home. Mm -hmm. Of course, now, if you were to ask, she would say, we don't split the chores at home. <laughs> of course. But I, we try. <laughs> we try to split the chores at yeah. home. And uh, there, is, there is no doubt that running a house is a full-time job. It, I don't question yes. that for a second. Yes. Yes. It is so, and like... If that is your primary job, especially where like you you have the time to like really dedicate to making the home, right? Like decorating and all of the the meal prep and the chores and like it's it's a full day and, the, and it never stops. Day. It's never no. over. No, as soon know? as you get done cleaning up from lunch, it's time to start prepping for dinner. Exactly. And especially when you have kids. And I have a three-year-old yeah. right now. Oh, wow. So I have a toddler. Uh -huh. And uh, toddlers are tough. Toddlers are full-time jobs themselves. So Absolutely. the house is, itself is a full-time job and right. the toddler is a full-time job. Yeah. So yes. Even like working from home, it's kind of like I work from home mostly and it's like throughout the day I'll be like there's so many things I could be doing that like I'll be like I need to be working but I also could do laundry right now or I could like randomly like clean a cupboard that really needs to be cleaned and it's just like it never ends there's no end to the work you could do I know I didn't give you like a proper intro but because this is a podcast okay. your just, intro will be stumbled in here <laughs> I just saw her driving by and I went get in here yeah. <laughs> um but this you're you know the, it will all be in the description oh good so okay. people will know Thank why you're you. here be but kind. we should say so you're here with Nami today yes, I'm here with Nami. Uh, National Alliance uh on mental illness right good job um but yes. you also I was reading your profile you have founded uh, another thing too. T tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So the mental health connection is something that I founded a few months before I started at NAMI. Um, so basically, with that, it's it's like a community space virtually. It's an Instagram account mainly, um, and it's you know in an effort to sort of aggregate mental health information and resources 
like locally into one place. So people can find therapist information. They can find um, out what like different services are. For instance, I don't know if like some people know this, but there's a mental health urgent care in Rochester. And it's did not know that. See? Yeah. And it's called um, BHAC, uh, the Behavioral Health. Oh, gosh. Access Crisis Center, I think. Yes. (laughs) I should know. We'll go with that. I should know. I think that's what it is. But it's like stuff like that where people are like, I didn't even know this existed. That's amazing. I'm so glad you said that. Where is it? (laughs) You're like, I need to go there now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is at St. Mary's Campus, Rochester Regional. Okay, great. So you can go there and everything is voluntary, so you don't have to worry. A lot of people like don't want to go to a psych ER because they're scared of being hospitalized involuntarily. So this is a great place to go if you're like, wow, I'm really depressed or I'm, I'm having issues, you know, with yeah. different things. Um, and you'll get help without that fear. Yeah. So like, I don't need to be hospitalized, but I yeah. definitely need to talk to somebody right yes. now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, never knew that. I'm glad yeah. you said that. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so you put that. out those kind of resources. You basically are here to mm-hmm. educate Rochester to say, look, these, these are here for you. Yes. Um, and yep. then NAMI, of course, the work that NAMI does is, is more famous. I think more people are familiar with that. Yeah. But do you yeah. want to tell it real quick in a nutshell, NAMI? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. NAMI Rochester is the, obviously the Rochester chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization. Um, It was originally started by, I believe, moms of individuals living with mental illness. And it was like a group of friends who in the 70s were like, okay, we all have children who are going through something similar and we need to have some type of like support entity for this, you know? And so now today, NAMI is all about support, education, and advocacy. So we offer no-cost support groups to the community. We offer information and resources. We can bridge the gap between you and the resources that you might need at any given time. We offer education and training on mental health and mental illness and advocacy efforts at both the state and uh, federal level. So in terms of legislation. So we do a lot. We do all the things mental health. You do, and you do great. And the reason I even like kind of reset mm-hmm. to talk about that was because we were just about to talk about work from home. Yes, which right. I right. think has been tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. You probably mm-hmm. know there's probably been some research on this. Yeah. Has it been good overall for mental health? Has it been bad overall for mental health? So I think it's been a little bit of both. I think that the extra autonomy and independence and ability, like flexibility, is really good and important. Um, it's something that I think America has struggled with more than other nations, like especially yeah. in Europe. And, totally. Um, you can knock out your laundry in the middle of the day. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Huge. Yeah. You have time for yourself. You can go take a hike in the middle of the day if you need to, or go to a yoga class and then go back to work. It's really great to have that. I think what we're missing is the connection and the sense of belonging that we get from having somewhere to go. And even if it's just for a few hours a day, like that is so important to have somewhere to go and like connect with other human beings. And we we're missing that. And I think, you know, zoom is obviously not a replacement for that. So it definitely isn't right. It it feels like (laughs) in the two years since we've been in this, it's not good enough. I know you're on zooms all day and you're seeing humans, but it's not real. No, it doesn't feed that thing that you need to be sitting next to somebody. Right. Yeah, exactly. What do you think is the answer? Is it, is it, is hybrid work model the real answer? I was going to say hybrid, yeah. Yeah. I think um, hybrid is the perfect balance where, again, you have that flexibility and that independence and you don't feel suffocated by the antiquated nine-to-five office structure. 
Um, but at the same time, you have some structure because I think most people would argue or agree that some structure is good. You just yeah. don't want it to be oppressive and suffocating. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, micromanaging. No, let's leave that in, you know, the industrial revolution era. But, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think hybrid has to be the right answer. I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like going, it doesn't seem like it makes sense to try to tell everyone they have to go back to work and just force it on them. Right. That seems like right. it would be really bad. Yes. For not just mental health, but morale, right? Yeah. Like, but but the same thing with stay at home, then you're right, then people kind of, like, I've, I have seen it. Yeah. You know, not to put other people's mental health out there. I've seen it at home. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen it at my own home. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that sort of that Friday. I've been working from home all week. It just occurred to me I haven't left my house since Tuesday. Yes. It's now Friday. I need something like I'm I'm, right. I'm going out of my mind here right and what's the thing and it's hard sometimes to even describe what the thing is but really it's mm-hmm. like I just need to go like meet my friend exactly like, just let me go see yeah. my friend or something yeah and, and yeah and then I say absolutely not you don't leave that no I'm just right. kidding I don't. <laughs> oh that'll be a whole other podcast <laughs> no 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 I'm just kidding <laughs> it seemed like a good place for a joke I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry no, no, but I'm not funny good. that's my problem I need to oh, realize oh no no. no no you're funny you're <laughs> Okay, so dad, so dad's a pilot, yes. uh, mom's a homemaker, you end mm-hmm. up in Rochester because he gets a job with Kodak. Yes. And how old are you when you come to Rochester? Uh, nine. No, okay, nine. so, so yes. you, you kind of grew up here. Not from here, yes. but like you feel as though yeah, you probably yeah. have a sense of home here, right? I do, yeah. I feel a sense of, um, of roots. I have roots here, yeah. for sure. You know, I feel like I have roots in all the places I've lived to some degree, uh, but having my parents still here and my brother, I think that's like, there's more of a rootedness. Yeah. You know, um, what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Like if I talked to you when you were a senior in high school, what would you say I'm going to be when I grow up? Senior in high school, I was pretty dead set on <laughs> two different, very different options. One of them would have been to like go be a movie star. Like I was, I was a theater kid and into acting. And so that was like the, probably the ultimate dream. But if that didn't work out and it didn't, um, <laughs> being a magazine editor in chief was the other, the other big one. Yeah. Well, so you're, you're, kind of there now right like you're i mean right like i mean you're you know you're you're thank you you're a content creator i guess right yes no that's true you know that's true there's definitely yeah there's a content and you're on your way there yes going there that's right you've created your thing and you're creating content and you're doing it yes from that from that standpoint the content for sure yes for sure yeah yeah and did you give a real try towards theater and stuff i mean did you ever go and say i'm gonna go act I did. So in college, uh, I double majored in communications and performing arts. So I did the acting stuff, went out to LA for a year, tried. It's very hard without an agent and it's very hard to get an agent without work. So it's like this whole kind of gridlocked thing. Oh. Not not making excuses. No, no, no. Like, it's a know. catch 22. But it is. You can't is. get an agent without work. Yeah. Can't get work without an agent. Right. Right. So did, were you just every day just going to auditions basically? Or? I did a lot of auditions. Um, I was also working as a an on-camera host like interviewing people like this actually. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of more the bread and butter of how I survived out there. And then uh, the acting was like I would go to auditions when I could get access to one but yeah. again that was did you land anything i mean from an acting standpoint i'm trying to think of i mean yes like i was in a very small low budget web series at one point um i was in a pepsi max commercial at one point nice. but nothing like i never got like a guest role on an nbc show or like a netflix show you know like i didn't yeah. graduate to that level but you, you were out there for a year I, yeah I mean, that's and, true and it you ended up on on 
stuff. I Some mean, stuff. something happened. Yeah, yeah. How hard was the audition process? I mean, oh my gosh, literally going every day, mm-hmm. saying this is me, and then just hearing every day. No, no, <laughs> or just not hearing anything at all back. Which, like, but, that, there was which I'm not trying to make you feel bad because yeah. honestly, that is also kind of what it's like to be a business owner is just yeah. like, because people, our products, are they popular? Maybe, I don't know, yeah. but people choose not to buy our products every day, all day. Are you well, serious? Well, think about it. I mean, go to Wegmans, there's a million pasta sauces. Yeah, I know, but right? you're, you're at Wegmans, which is like the stamp of approval. Like that's, everyone should want you because great. you're at Wegmans. But go stand in that aisle for one hour today and watch what people pick. You <laughs> well, know, it's, they're, they're choosing other stuff like yeah. most of the time. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm very used to rejection also yeah, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Also, I don't know if I mentioned to you high school. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Let's circle back to that. <laughs> very used to rejection. Circle back to Abercrombie. But so, all right. So you go for a year and you yep. deal with almost entirely rejection, right? Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were you good with that or, or is that like, oh, that was tough? Um, I think it was so expected because there is such a reputation of it being like starving artists, struggling art- artists, et cetera. So it was like, I went in knowing that that was very possible. It still sucks. Like it doesn't feel good, but um, I think I got enough work that my ego wasn't totally destroyed. <laughs> and then I kind of was like, I think I'm just going to move back home. Like this was fun, but I'm all set with this. And so, uh, I closed up shop. But you lived back. a dream. Like, you went out there and actually did it. I mean, I that's, did, yeah. you lived the dream. That's, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's, that's true. Thank that, you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that is really, really cool. Like, you deserve so much credit for that. That's Aww. awesome. Well, you were just like, I'm going to do it. And you went and did it. Like, yeah. You fucking did it. That's awesome. Well, you know, it was, it was an experience for sure, to be certain. Uh, would you trade it if you had the chance? You wouldn't trade it for anything? Take it back? Yeah. No. Definitely right. not. Cause, cause nobody was going to convince me that I, that that might not work unless I went out there and did it and like struggled and came back. And by the you know way, what I mean? I, I don't know that we're going to say it didn't work because let's put That's, it this way. Yeah. You wouldn't be the person you are today if you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So it is a piece of your puzzle, your story, yeah. right? That's who yeah. you are. That's part of you now. One, two, mm-hmm. it did work. You booked some work. You actually got paid to act mm-hmm. in your life. And that is something not a lot of people can say. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah. number three, you were only at it for a year. A year is not a long time. A year is not a long time. It's but when not. you're 22, 23, it feels like, I don't know if you felt this way, but it was like, there was such a rush. Like I was like, I've got to get successful now. Like I'm running out of time yeah. at that young age. And now being 31, I'm like, wow, I had so much more time than I thought, but it's like. It feels urgent at that it age. It does feel urgent at that age. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're totally right about that. It, it feels like you're running out of time. Like you have to buy yes. 25 or buy 30. Yes. And I'm yeah. 38 now. And, Aren't and, you really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I was older I would have said, no. <laughs> I thought you were 50. No, <laughs> no I would have said, like, not a day over 34. Okay. All right, I'll take that. It's pretty that. good, right? <laughs> it's pretty good. But, but no, it, it, it is... It is still a thing, I guess, yeah. is, is um, comparing yourself to the age and the milestone of, you know, so now I'm 38, right? So I'm looking at 40 and I'm going, well, yeah. these things have to happen by the time I'm 40. Why do they have yeah. to happen by the time I'm why? 40? I, know. I don't know why they have to. I don't understand why. 40's young. Yeah, it but is. It's not young when you're 22. You think 40's ancient. 40, 40 is like, yeah, it's like your parents' age practically. Yeah. It's like, get, get out of here with that. Yeah. 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 But yeah. now then you find yourself at, you know, I mean, for me, it was... 30 was because I as I said I'm 31 so it was a year ago that was the big like scary milestone and then it's like you get into your 30s and you're like okay life goes on like 
You just there's, keep going. There's, yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, there's no like bomb that's going to go off or. And don't you love you look around like you turn 30 yeah. or 40 or whatever you turn and you look around and you go, don't you know what I'm going through? Yeah, right. And everyone's kind of like, who cares? Yeah. You right. turn 30. Good for you. Right, right. Yeah. You get, oh, by the way, this is going to happen a lot. Go ahead. You're, no, you're good. <laughs> We're sitting in the conference room at yeah. uh, Craft Cannery right now. So we will have some uh, people fine. going back and forth a little bit. <laughs> it's all right. It happens. It happens. Um, okay. Where were we? So we were talking about, so I, I yeah, no, I just wanted yes. you to, I, I didn't like hearing you say it didn't work. It worked. Well, thank you. Yes. No, that's a really important reframe. And I think yes. we also were talking, you just said something about like, well, it made me, you were talking about your story and it made me think of this book I'm reading right now called Life is in the Transitions and it's all about how life is nonlinear but we torture ourselves by trying to live a linear life and and life is like by innately it is not linear. And yeah. so we have to really like reframe that and like the milestones we're supposed to air quotes hit by a certain age and like what we should be doing all that stuff not to go off on a tangent but no, that just I, made me think of that i want to show you something this is the worst radio ever because i'm going to show you something <laughs> but i want to show you the, something i keep on my phone so that anytime this comes up i can show people that this is completely normal it's, scrolling through your it's photos like the first picture in my photo frame and i will explain what i'm about to show her but i want her to see this first just frenzied tapping this this is, I think, what you just described. Oh, my gosh. Right? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Let's so, not tell them what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two graphs, and one is what I planned, and yep. it's basically just a straight line of success. Yep. And then it's Ascending. What, ascending, ascending, no less. Yes. And then the second graph is what actually happened, and it's just a line that squigglies all over the place. Yes. And it goes up, it goes down, it goes backwards, it goes forwards. Yeah. But you end up... In the same place. In the same place. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. And with such a better story. Yeah, totally. You know? The other one would be boring. Oh You're my so gosh. right about that. Yeah. You're so yeah. right. So anyway, so I keep that on my phone and I show it to everybody I anytime love it. this comes up because I always want it to be known it's very normal. Yeah. Good days and bad days are normal. Yeah. Life is a, an emotional roller coaster. And it is. Do you have do you have this some days you're like, I'm killing it. And other days you're yeah. like I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my God. Like yesterday was an, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I can handle like everything, anything. And now today is more like, okay, it's good. I've got yeah. it. Like it's totally like my grandpa says this quote, life is so daily. Yeah. That's which a good one. I didn't know what that meant for a long time. <laughs> no, I like, didn't understand it. And now I'm like, oh, because like, yeah, every day things can be completely different from yeah. the day before. I, yeah. I have days where I go home and you can't stop my energy. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. we are, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I have other days where I think to myself, I think, okay, the win is going to be just waking up tomorrow morning. Yeah. Just get to tomorrow. Yeah. Because this is not my day. No. <laughs> it's not working today. No. And it's, yeah, it's, it can be unpredictable. It can be like just for no reason sometimes. You're just yeah. like, wow, why? I don't know. It doesn't make sense, but then... Most of the time, the next day is a little bit better. So you come back to Rochester. What happens next? What do you do next? Come back to Rochester. So at that point, this would have been 2014, um, I got a job doing on-camera hosting, like interviewing musicians and stuff for 98PXY. So this was my first time at PXY. I was there twice. Um, Part-time, started to do some radio, like like a jocking, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think I was doing... Sunday voice, evenings, voice tracking, voice tracking, yeah, yeah. Voice tracking like Sunday nights. <laughs> it was really glamorous. <laughs> it was really, yeah. That's where we all start though. It's, no, yeah. it's so true. Yeah. It's like, a, it's Sunday. What is it? 4 to 8 PM is like the, the beginner slot. Yeah. Um, 
So and I just, did that. For anyone who doesn't know, voice tracking is basically the, the songs are all there. Yep. You kind of pop your voice in between a couple songs. Yes. And whatever. It's like sometimes it can be like five seconds. Yeah. And sometimes it could be as much as like 20 or 30 seconds. Right. And um, you say what like the last song was and then you're like, it's PXY. And then like the next song is this. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that. I was there for, I think a year, close to a year. Um, doing stuff for them and then went to, back to New York where I had gone to college and worked there. Uh, and you, New York City? What'd you do? New York City. So in New York, I was working at Hearst Magazines. Um, so they publish Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Esquire, a bunch of different, Cosmo, a bunch of different magazines. And I was their Snapchat producer. So I did all the Snapchat content for like five or six magazines. Nice. So that was, that was really cool. Oh my God, listen that to was, your life. <laughs> L.A., New York City, and what are you at this point in the story? Mid twenties? Uh, twenty-five. Dude, <laughs> Whitney, that's well, awesome. You know, it was it was a ride. Yeah, <laughs> that was the closest I got to my editor in chief dream too, because I was like at the magazine. Oh my company, god, you're thirty-one. You know? You're still on your way to that dream. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're still going. You're still going. But okay, so you've done yeah. L.A. and New York City at this point in the story, and you're in your yes. mid twenties. So I love it. But yeah. okay, so go, so you're working a magazine in New York. Yes. Yeah, so that was, I was there for a year, a little over a year. And then um, my anxiety that I live with, I live with uh, generalized anxiety disorder, and that got really bad. And it was like, it just, I had to stop everything basically. So I, I moved back to Rochester and, and had to leave that job that was um, kind of the dream job. And come back home and take care of my mental health. If I so if I ask you anything you're not comfortable with, just say shut up. Paul. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> not actually, but you know, just say I'm not comfortable talking about that. Yeah, how yeah. does the general um, what did you call it again? Generalized generalized anxiety disorder. How does it manifest itself when you're actually in it and it's happening? So when it's really bad, and it was this was the worst it's ever been. It's like living in a panic attack that doesn't end. So if you've ever had a panic attack, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know it's it's tough, but um, it and I don't know. I think I think it was a situation where I I ignored the warning signs like Mm. of it getting worse, and I just kind of buried it. And I was like, no, 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 I've got this great job, I've got this life I want, like it'll go away, or I don't know. I just sort of ignored it, and and then it got you know really bad, and I just couldn't really function. So, um, yeah. Do Do you? Um, since you've been dealing with this obviously for years, yeah. do you have, uh, you, you'll probably know what I mean by this. Yeah. I, cause I made these terms up or maybe I don't, I made them up, but maybe they exist because yeah. they're not that inventive triggers <laughs> and tools. I call them. So my oh, yeah. triggers are what, what is going to make me go into my downward spiral yes. and my tools are how am I going to get myself out of this? Yeah. Downward spiral. You've at that time, did you have recognition of your triggers and did you have tools yet? No. No, no, and okay. I and that's what I attribute to it being such a bad. I mean, essentially a breakdown, like a like you know we hear nervous breakdown. I mean, I was nervous and I, all the time, and yeah. I had a breakdown. So um, I think at that point, I anxiety was such a vague concept to me. I knew that I had it, but I didn't understand all the way it, all the ways it manifested. So speaking of triggers, like I didn't really know what my triggers were, and. Um, I wasn't actively in therapy. I was on medication, but like that only does so much if you're not taking care of the rest of yourself and having those tools that you mentioned. Yeah. So um, I learned a lot in the aftermath of that. And I, you know, I still 
live with it, but you live with it. It, it really, really sucks, but it, it very rarely or never goes away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tools are so important. Yes. Like, so for me, it's been, and I never want to overstate it because I, there are people out there who have it way worse than I have, mm-hmm. but for me, it's been uh, bouts of depression mm-hmm. and, um, you know, people who don't know any better say anxiety. Oh, everyone has anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. That, that, oh, that cured me. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I same feel thing. so much better. Oh yeah. Okay. Everyone has, <laughs> yeah. Same thing with depression. Let's just be happy. Yeah, right. It's yeah. cliche to say that, yeah. but there are actual human beings who will tell you that Yes. if yes. you tell them that you deal with depression. So it's, yeah. it's worth bringing up. Or they'll say, what do you have to be depressed about? Oh, like God. your life is great. You have all, you know, yes. like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yes. You know, but I, I explained to people like, um, it's not, it's, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sad yeah. when I'm in it. Yeah. It's more like I'm hopeless and helpless and yes. I don't understand the point of anything. I can't move out of the bed or the chair. Yeah. There's no point in doing any of it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I don't, I don't know how to put it. It's just pointless, I guess. Yeah. It's point, why would I leave this chair? Right. It's pointless. There's right. nothing I can do out, outside right now that's going to yeah. matter to anyone in life. Yeah. Um, and totally. that's what it's like to be in it for me. That's yeah. my world. And then my tools, uh, one of my best tools I learned through therapy mm-hmm. was, um, I always have something on my calendar that I'm looking forward to. Ooh, that's always. good. That's like, a good one. Like a, like a short term one. Mm-hmm. Like, so for right now, for me, I have a short term one where I have a massage coming at the, at Del Monte. Nice. Right? Very nice. And then I have a long term one for me. It's always been vacations. I love oh, travel. Yes. So there's gotta be something on the calendar for we're yeah. going here or there yeah. in a few months. As long as I keep those two things. Yeah. I can usually get myself, those are my tools to kind of get myself out of it. Yeah. Um, Cause you have something to look for. I was going to say live for, but it's not so much that it's, it's look, just look forward to, yes, to get you through those. What's the point days to, yes. Or moment, yeah. uh, to be honest with you moments, moments for me, yeah. because I do want to be sensitive to, I know that there are people who have it way worse yeah, and people yeah. who do have it last for days, mm-hmm. hours. And for me, hours has been my worst. I've never yeah. had days. Yeah. I've never yeah. had weeks. Yeah. I've had hours. Yeah. But I'm usually minutes. It's usually more like minutes and I'm yeah. able to get out. But my current, where I'm at right now, like my current struggle mm-hmm. where I'm at in therapy right now is why do those things have to be selfish? Mm-hmm. Why is it mm-hmm. I'm going on vacation? I have a wife. I have a child. Right. Why is it that the picture of my child doesn't pull me out of it? Yeah. Does that, why does that, does that make me an awful person? Am I an awful father? Mm-hmm. And I'm in that right now. I don't yeah, have an answer yeah. for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know why that is. I mean, I guess you don't have to answer that. No, 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 no. I don't have the answer. But what I what I suspect is, you know, nobody would die by suicide if their family was enough. You know, nobody would be on medication for depression if like their family and their loved ones were enough. It, yeah. It's your, you know, depression and mental illness. All of it is your brain malfunctioning so yeah. the same way any other uh, life sustaining organ malfunctions. Yeah. So it's not. If your brain is lying to you, it doesn't matter what, you know, like how great your life is on the outside or whatever. My other big one is, um, is addiction. Now Mm. I've been, I I do, again, I want to say with depression where I've always felt like I always have to preface this by saying, I know people have it worse. Right. And I always want to preface that. Mm -hmm. And with addiction, I always want to preface it by saying, I know people have it worse because I've been very lucky. I've never been addicted to alcohol. Mm -hmm. I've never done drugs. My addictions are... I went into therapy on day one announcing to my therapist. I've been in therapy a few times. Yeah. But um, 
for particularly when I said I need to seek out therapy mm-hmm. for addiction, I went in day one. I said I'm addicted to food. Okay, it's food. Yeah. I'm an overeater. I ad- I'm addicted yeah. to food. And my therapist, okay, let's talk. And you know, and we go through a few sessions. And like third yeah. session in, my therapist goes, I don't think you're addicted to food. I think that's your coping. I think that food is uh. actually your your tool to deal with your true addiction, which is the stress of work. Ah. Uh. And like workaholic kind of, kind, yeah, that, kind okay. of workaholic, right? Yeah. Like, and this is something I'm still very much in right now too. I'll give you an example. Last night, this is, I just failed at it last night. Yeah. Last night I go home from, I had been here for 11 hours. Oof. I'm at work 11 hours. I go home. It's my wife, my child. Yep. I sit in the lift, but I have a couple of things on my to-do list that I have not yet done. Mm-hmm. And I sit in the living room with my wife and child. And I fake it for 20 minutes and I fake it for 40 mm. minutes and I fake it for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I lie to my wife and I go, I have to go schedule an oil change for my Tahoe. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. And I go upstairs and I come back down in an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And she goes, why did that take so long? Mm. And I go, well, I had just a few things I had to do. Like mm-hmm. a few more things I had to do. For work. For work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and she knows, like, she kind of yeah. knows, like, that's too bad, you know, yeah, because that's yeah. me giving into my addiction right there. Right. And not being right. able to just say, it'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah. Can't yeah. do it. I don't know what it is, you know? Well, I mean, I feel like for most people that have workaholism, it's, it's failure is not an option. The fear of failure, right? And then yeah. failure is not an option. So you like, it's almost this frantic effort to avoid any type of failure. Yeah. Yeah, That's, you know, my client has a question for me. Yeah. And if I don't answer that question, well, there's someone else who would have answered it for them. So they're out. Yeah. Then I would lose that client. Yeah. And that's because I didn't answer this question right now. Right. And then I justify it by saying, well, I have to keep this client happy because this client pays the bills and the bills is how I feed my family. And right. so really I'm doing a good thing for my family right. by going and answering this client. Right. And right. Maybe you can argue that, but you right. really can't. It's bullshit. But, but meanwhile, yeah. the irony is that you're leaving family time mm. to go take care of something that's for yeah. the family. But like, what does the family really want? The family wants you around. Right. You know, so it's, yes. and, and it's such a, you're, you know, your heart is in the right place and you have the best intentions, yeah. Yeah. but it's, and I think it's also interesting too, cause like not to psychoanalyze you, Please. but <laughs> Let me put on my glasses, my, my like psychiatrist glasses. Um, I know for me, cause I also have a fear of failure and it's, it all comes down to like at the end of the day, just like shame, right? Like if, because if it doesn't work out, it's like, then what is the worst thing that can happen? You'll be, you'll be ashamed. Like if your business fails, right? Yeah humiliated totally yeah ashamed yeah. etc so it's like it i don't know there's there's so much to that and like how most of the things we do are to avoid shame yeah no, i think you're totally right and actually you're you're scratching off something that i never even quite realized yeah because i'm sitting across from you and you know we we both left radio yep and i left radio in a really specific way on my terms yeah because i think of what you're talking about because yeah. i didn't want it to be viewed as failure yeah and when i left I made, sh- I went above and beyond to make sure that it was going to be looked at as I fired them. They didn't fire me. Yeah. I fired them. Yeah. So I had a, uh, 
a story in the DNC ready to freaking be released ready to go. an hour and a half after I put in my resignation yeah, yeah. that had been written. The photographs were done. Like it was ready to rock, right? He did the photo shoot and everything. Everything was done. <laughs> everything was, the article yeah. was done yeah. and the reporter was just waiting for me to say go wow. because I wanted, because I had to control it because I it. couldn't allow it to be seen yeah. that I had failed because right. I had been there for 15 years. Right. I never thought of that till now. Yeah. That yeah. I had to have that much control over it. Yeah. Like why couldn't I just resign like a normal human being and right. go on with my life. Right. And just Why? just like well, yeah. I mean there's so much, right? There's ego, there's shame, there's fear of failure, there's perfectionism, there's so many assets of or yeah. facets rather to all of that. Um, you know, there's a lot yeah. I don't know why I had to I, that's interesting. I'm glad you said that cuz I never really thought of that that yeah. way. But I yeah. think I was totally I was totally having an episode when I controlled that to the point that I did. Yeah. 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 And then I, and then the other thing I did is then I went I notified, you know, the iHeartMedia that I was leaving. Yeah. And then my ex-boss had mm-hmm. said to me, he goes, well, you know, just don't tell anyone. And I was like, fuck that. Do, wait, and, don't tell anyone that you're leaving? Yeah, we, we want to control this message. Oh, of course they do. Yeah, Of yeah. course they do. And I was like, fuck that. And it occurred, <laughs> yeah. and I remember exactly where I was sitting yeah. because it occurred to me in that moment. I was like, no, as of about 20 seconds ago, you're not my boss anymore. That yeah. didn't come out of my mouth. That's yeah, what right. went through my head. Right, right, right. So I just said, I'm sorry, yeah. but there's going to be an article in the paper in about an hour, and I'm mm-hmm. going to call all my clients. He said, yeah. I really wish you wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I just went, I'm sorry. That's just, and that was yeah, it. Yeah. And then I proceeded to call every client that I had endorsements for and tell them myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that was because I was... <laughs> I was doing what you're saying. Yeah. I wanted to control it. Control the narrative. I, yeah. They needed to hear it from me, not from them. Yeah. And I thought that that was me being professional, but I think you're right. I think that was me controlling the narrative. Yeah. Out of, out of that. Out of a fear of failure. Some, yeah. yeah. The fear of, yeah, right. The fear coming from something. I mean, anytime we try to control anything, we're afraid of yeah. something. Now, I will say, actually, now I think about it and I get a little combative about it. I will say, I think if the message had been up to them, yeah. that it probably would have been framed in yeah. a way that I would have been like, that's not what yeah, happened. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? No, totally, totally. <laughs> and it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that it was like, you're just like, no, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give you that. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, no, you don't get to control the narrative on yeah. this. So maybe in a way I am kind of, I, I don't know. Am I, should I be ashamed of the whole thing or no? I don't. No, I don't. Now I don't I'm not think thinking so. maybe I'm not ashamed I don't think, of it. You know what? Screw that. Actually. I don't really <laughs> trust them that they would have. Con- that they would have. Yeah. They would not have had my interest in mind at all in the in the message. They don't. No. They don't have anyone's interests but their own, and I say that as someone also from radio. So. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> like, right. It's just. It's never about. It's never about you and me. It's about <laughs> them. So yeah. Yeah. So to talk about. So, all right. So you're in New York. So you come back to Rochester. Is that when you go to PXY for the second time? Um, so after I got my anxiety under control, which took like nine months. Um, and is that just you on your own doing that work yourself? I mean, you're not working a job at that point. I was not just, working a job at that point. You're just like, I need to get this under control. I was, yeah, yeah. I was living at home with my parents and I was like, I just need to get this stabilized. I mean, I, I, I couldn't work, you yeah. know, I couldn't do anything else. So, um, so I did, I did that. I I was in recovery basically. And, and, um, then I started back at PXY in September of 2017, uh, part-time and I was doing middays for them, which if people don't know, it's like what, 10 AM to three (laughs) three voice tracking as, uh, as always. And, and then in, January of 2018, I started filling in on the morning show quite a bit, 
um, as a as a sub for the the previous host co-host and then became full-time in may of 2018 as the morning show host how do you do the the anxiety that you suffered for that was so bad for a while yes how were you doing then and how do you do with that now because i did reference earlier that it never goes away yes is that does that hold true for you or yes definitely it definitely ebbs and flows like i have times where i'm I'm more grounded and then I have like even now, you know, the last couple of weeks, I think with the Omicron surge and and just different things going on in the world and it, I've been more like baseline anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your so, tools, if you're willing to share, what are your yeah. tools for you, you get, let's say something triggers you, yeah. you feel it's coming. What are your tools for it's coming? I think right now, part of the reason I'm more anxious is because I'm not doing as much self-care as I could be doing. I'm not using my tools as much. In the past, yoga has been really helpful. I haven't been to yoga in three months, so I think that's part of part of it. Um, but aside from that, like taking a walk or exercising every day, like something, something, you know, getting some of that nervous energy out. Yeah. Um, you know, minimizing my coffee intake, therapy when needed. I take medication, so... It's, you know, so it's a, a bunch number of, of things. Stuff. It's a bunch of, a bunch stuff. of yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Do you, how do you feel about it? Are you feeling like I'm good at this? I'm cruising or you said it's kind of recently maybe a little festering. Or- right now it's a little bit worse. Um, then like I, yeah, I, if I look at it as like a sliding scale right now, I'm definitely on the anxious end. Um, but again, like there's so much going on in the world that it's hard to yeah. determine how much of it is like me and my life and how much of it is just the collective craziness that's like happening. Well, that's, that's why it's so hard because it's not unjustified to be anxious about COVID. Right. It's right. Or or anything for that matter, but it's not unjustified. You're not wrong to be anxious. Right. Right. And so that's what makes it tough. Like that's when I was talking about my addiction with like dealing with food, like it's, it's, tough to I used to always say this I don't know maybe I am addicted to food maybe I'm not yeah as I told you we've decided I'm addicted we've actually got this we've so got, narrowed down Whitney yeah, we unpacked it's it. not just addicted to work yes. I'm addicted to the stress created by growing a business yeah we've gotten that specific yes. where the addiction yes. is and the food is more of the coping mechanism but I used to always say it's really hard to be addicted to something yeah that you actually that is actually kind of no- food is normal you're a yeah. human you have to eat food right yeah right and like ang- anxiety is normal you're a human you're gonna have some anxiety yeah so like it's really really even harder yes when it's i mean being addicted i listen uh, being addicted to drugs obviously is a nightmare i've right. been lucky enough never to have that right. but like you you can go through life without doing heroin i can't yeah. go through life without eating food right i'm not saying it's better i'm just saying it's different it's a, well all. it's a necessary substance i suppose you know yeah. i mean food you need you need food to survive so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's fucking hard man it is <laughs> it absolutely no, no 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 podcast i'm right? not the fcc you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, it's really hard the world we live in is very out of control it's very uncertain and that those are the biggest triggers for anxiety mm. and and then for me i also live with depression so it's those two are really beasts because it's like when the anxiety's not acting up the depression surfaces and yeah. then when the depression isn't acting it's the anxiety sometimes both at the same time but like i think you know the life that or the the way you feel with anxiety is depressing it's a depressing reality because yeah. you're just like 
always, you know, in a state of like worry and distress and it's uncomfortable. And then you get depressed because it, you feel helpless and you feel like, why is, you know, why am I like this? Why is my life like this? And so it's kind of a, a double yeah. whammy. Well, so you, at this point in the story, you're at PXY, but you at this point in real life, you've dedicated your life to this, to what we're talking about. Yes. To mental health. Yes. At what did, did you realize while you were still at PXY, that's where I want my life to be dedicated? Or was it more just like, I'm not happy here, I need to mm -hmm. find the thing, and then you found this? So it was while I was at PXY that I started talking about my own mental health journey on the air, on the show, um, and that became the most rewarding, meaningful part of the job for me. Um, you know, it wasn't the appearances and the interviews and the mm -hmm. whatever, the radio stuff. It was the mental health stuff. It was the real, honest, meaningful connection that I had with listeners and, you know, people who tuned in and whatnot. And, and then it was just like, and then I also, I had other issues, which have been documented, <laughs> but like, <laughs> right. um, but those issues, you know, the issues with the pay gap, et cetera, like that that was my reason to leave sooner than later because my morale was so low at that point that it was like, screw this place. Like I, this is, I'm miserable. This is miserable. But I also was seeking more meaningful work. Yeah. And I found that with my How long health. after you leave PXY to when you start with NAMI? Was it immediate or? No, it was, gosh, it was like a year. But in the meantime, I actually, I applied and got into grad school. I was going to go the mental health counselor route. Um, I that got was my, my major, by the way. What? That was my major, actually. I was a, I was a psychology major with a concentration in mental health services. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you married the lead. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, you didn't think it was weird that I wanted to talk about all this stuff? Well, this is like my this is like my know. first passion. Before wow. I ever did radio or made sauce, I love this. That's amazing. I, I had no idea. I've just been lucky enough my whole life. The one thing I have had going for me is I've never been shy, so I'm never yeah. afraid to talk about this stuff. Sure. But most sure. people are. The, yes. And so I love yeah. talking about it because most people are really interested in it. Yes. But not willing to talk about. Afraid it. to talk about. And it. that's why sure. I like you because yeah. you appear to have shared that too. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't mind talking about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah. 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 No, let's talk about yeah. what SSRI you're on. And, let's and that talk was about why back when you did leave PXY, when yeah. I reached out to you and I was That's just right. like, are you okay? How's it going? Yeah. Like that wasn't, I wasn't being a creep or anything. That was just me going like, I actually think I yeah. get her. Yeah. And, and I think that, that we'd get along if we ever met yeah. because I think we might be into the same stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. regarding mental health. So right. that was why. <laughs> I, well, and I really appreciated you reaching out because I had people reach out from different markets For around different the country. Reasons, right? right. Yes. And right. people don't always have good intentions. Exactly. And of course you would have you would have your yeah. your defenses up and be yeah. like what do these people want from right. me? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you want? But um but yeah, when I when you reached out it was it was really comforting and it was validating too to be well, no, like it's okay. I mean it honestly know? it probably wasn't. It, because you didn't no, no, know no, me. No, 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 it was. It was? No, it was. It really okay, was. Yeah. Because right. you didn't know me. So. No, 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 no. You passed the vibe check. You didn't say anything weird. It wasn't okay, like, right. you know. <laughs> no, it was good. It was totally, you know, and I remember I told my mom about it because my mom listened to your show. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, I love Polly. Like, he's so, you know, he's so sweet and stuff. And I, so that made me feel better, too. Okay. All right. I was like, okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. Now I lost my spot. What were we talking about? <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a compliment now. I'm yeah, like, right. uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. what? No, so you, uh, Nami, right? That we were talking about you got. So you, you had a year in between. I had a year in between, I right? Think is where so we left off. Yeah. I did some traveling. I got into grad school and then decided That's right. That's that where we were. I I was looking at you know 
paying for grad school. And I kind of was like, oh, man, if there's any way that I could use my communications degree and work in mental health, that would be clutch. Like to not have to spend anywhere from thirty to sixty thousand dollars on grad school, at least right now. So a position opened up at NAMI. I already knew some of the folks over there and the rest is history. Yeah. And you were like, instead of going to pay for this education, I can just go get the education. Yes. I'll just go do it. I can just do it. I can yes. just do it. The I education do... will come as yeah. I do it. Right. And I'm sure that has been how it is. It, right? Yes. And also like school will always be there. And I think that in a way, maybe it was like proving that I could even like get into grad school or something like yeah, that, you know, yeah. kind of like, could I, could I do this without uh, an undergraduate degree in like social work or, or psychology, which I don't have. And I got in. So I'm like, okay, that's there. Like that's there if I need it. I, I mean, I didn't go, I didn't end up going to graduate school for, for psychology or, or mental health services or anything. I just got a bachelor's and mm-hmm. I was ready to go to graduate school, but I ended up getting hired at a radio station and the rest is history. But I do at least think that what you did is the right choice because you are actually dealing every single day with real people who have real mental health to worry about. Yeah. And in grad school, you're reading about it. Right. And probably in grad school, you do end up getting hands-on because like I said, I never went to grad school. Yeah, you do. There's probably some hands-on. You have like internships and clinical hours and things like that. But but that's at the end, you know. Well, you would have eventually had hands-on. But what I'm saying is you're getting the real life experience, real hands-on. So I think you're getting it. You're doing it. Yeah. Getting paid instead of paying. Yeah, and, yeah, and, exactly. And also getting the education, yes. you know, the old school way, sort of, right, if you right. will, I guess. <laughs> the old school way, yeah, on the, the job. Old, <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. 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 So I, I want to ask you one thing. So when you uh, leave PXY in the way you do, I, I'm, I don't want to dive too much into it, but this yep. is a, a question about mental health. Yes. And everyone starts reaching out to you for a million different reasons. Yes. Some people, 100% support. Yep. Some people everything to say about why you had no right to do what you did. Wait, my favorite line was yeah. entitled millennial snowflake. Oh, that was, I almost started a podcast. <laughs> That's great. That is the title. That'd be a great title for a podcast. <laughs> Cause it was so, I was like, Hey, thank you. Thank you for that. That's yes. great. Okay. So, but you had the whole gamut, right? All the yes. way from yes. you're my hero to entitled millennial snowflake. Exactly. <laughs> was that Good or bad for your mental health? That might seem like a terrible question, but I'll tell you where I'm going with it. Yeah. Because sometimes just fucking taking it head on is good for your mental health. You're just like, I'm going to, okay, let's do this. Let's have a thousand conversations and let's fight this out. Or were you like, no, this is not good? I, (laughs) it was both. It was both. It was definitely overwhelming. And I think that there was some trauma attached to that, that whirlwind of, of, First of all, when I posted my statement to my personal Instagram account, never in a million years thought it would get picked up by like the media, like the news, like the real the news, news covered right, you. Right, right. The real news. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, this is wild. But I think that also speaks to the relevance of the problem oh, and yeah. how many women are paid less than their male counterparts in radio and in the entertainment industry at large. Um, in the world in large. In, in the world, yes. exactly. In, in Thank you, Polly. In pretty much every industry. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So I think um, it was anxiety producing. There was some depression associated with like, what am I going to do now? Like what's next? And just all of that kind of existential uh, anxiety. But um, at the end of the day, I would do it again. I don't regret it. I think like what made it the most worth it for me was having strangers come up to me in the aftermath for a few months and be like, Hey, I know what you did. 
and like because of you I asked for a raise and I got it or yeah. I didn't and I quit and like but it, it there was change there change happened and that's that's like the greatest thing I could have asked for yeah. is positive progress and change I don't have much of a platform anymore this is honestly about it and yeah. you know nobody listens to this we're, but. we're in a shed in, <laughs> yeah, in Churchville yeah. <laughs> But I do want people to know, as, as somebody who's been an employee and is now an employer, yeah. that employees have way more power than they think they do. Mm-hmm. Your employer is not necessarily able to replace you tomorrow. The power is not infinite. You can't walk in and ask for a zillion dollars. Right. Because I, you know, I don't, most employers don't have a zillion dollars. No. But if no. it's fair and you've researched it and mm-hmm. it's fair, you have every right to ask for it. And right. if your employer doesn't give it to you, then they don't deserve you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's, that's it. And I just want people to hear that from an employer's perspective yeah. because there are way too many old school, we'll use it again, old school employers mm-hmm. who incorporate bullying tactics and totally. intimidation tactics. And that is what I experienced in radio yep. was yep. being bullied and intimidated into thinking that that was all I deserved because I never made yes. a lot of money in radio. No. Ever made no. a lot. I was making more money doing my side hustle than I was <laughs> right. making in radio towards the end. Yeah. And that's embarrassing, not for me, for the freaking radio station. It is. It is. Absolutely. And it's funny because when I was growing up, I remember thinking the people on the radio must make like $200,000 a year and like they're like so rich. Like, no, no. Well, one or two of them do, I think. That's right. And then, and then no one else makes anything. Yeah, right, (laughs) right. That's, yeah. It all goes to like two people. And I worry that now too, that because we were talking about, I don't remember if it was on or off buckets. We were talking about like radio, eh, you know. It's kind of not going in the right direction, the business yeah. in general, but it's probably never going to truly die. Right. And so some of the younger people now, their their salaries are not what it was in the heyday, you yeah. know, in the in the heyday of some of those people who were making $200,000 a right. year. I think now the highest paid people are not anywhere near that of the younger yeah. of the the people that are like my age. Yeah. I, I'm really trying to not say any names, but right. right. So like I'm privy a little bit to maybe some salaries. Yeah, we'll say. yeah. And, and it's what's considered high now is it's just not high. No. It's just not. No. And it's really unfair that they've gotten away with doing that and just pushing our generation down to believe that that's what they deserve. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. It's very fraudulent and scammy feeling. And like, I I don't know. I also was coming from, like, I wasn't a career radio person I had worked in other parts of the entertainment industry and so to me like even more so it was unacceptable because I was like no 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 like you're not gonna I'm not fresh out of college and I've never had another job and I'm just gonna take your word for it kind of thing it was like no like you're just not gonna sell me on that um and and Whitney that was my experience too was I only knew radio yeah. But then I entered into this industry. Right. And at first it was just a, a, a part-time gig. Then it was a side yeah. hustle. And then it was, then it turned into like a job. And then yeah. it was like, then I was around manufacturing. Yeah. And I was really in this industry while I was still at radio. Yeah. And, and then I started to realize that like the stuff that I was being told by like my management yeah. was bullshit. Total it was bullshit. bullshit. Total bullshit. And I was like, oh my God, they... <laughs> They're, they're just like, because, you know, there was always the, oh, we don't have any money for you right now, but we agree you deserve yeah. so much more than you're yeah. getting. Let's catch up December, not this December, yeah. next December, 
after we get a few more yeah <laughs> yeah and then i would that would come up where i would and then i would go into like you know i don't know whatever industry and i would hear someone be like oh it's the uh, annual cost of living raise and i'd be like the what now oh my the gosh. annual cost of living raise uh, every employer gives everyone Has a, to. Uh, based on the inflation a raise every year yeah and i went uh, that so that's just that's not like media though right no it should be every employer <laughs> In the country should do that. And I'd be like, mine doesn't do that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think the most comical conversation I had about it with my previous employer was something like, you know, I was making in the thirties, 30,000 something. And I said something about like, I wanted to be closer to what my male co-host was making. And I said, how about we compromise at like 50? And they were like, that's a really good number to work toward over the next 10 to 15 years. <laughs> 10 to 15 years, Polly. Like, what? I'm, no. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, there was that. <laughs> Sorry. That's kind of funny. I love... That's so true, the impossibly long timeline. Yeah, right. Of just right. like, we're going to we're gonna put this contract in front of you. It's for four years. So, we're just going to lock you in at this yes. now for four years. In four years, we'd be more than happy. So, by the way... I don't want to sit here and pretend like I was too big to sign the four-year contract. I yeah. did yeah. sign it like two times. Yeah. Where I was like, well, in four years. In four years? They, they really, they got my right? best interest in mind. Right? Then four years would come around. They'd be like, okay, so you were making 32000 We're thinking, you ready for this? <laughs> yep. We're going to get you up to thirty-four. <laughs> And they and we'll, act like we'll, it's a gift. It's oh, yeah. It's a big gift on a oh, yeah. silver platter. Oh, yeah. And we're going to yeah. lock that in for four years. Yep. And then in four years, we're going to be right back here. And guess who's in line for another raise? <laughs> you, buddy. You're in line for another raise. And I. What an honor. I'm not worthy. And oh, like, my gosh. I signed that and yeah. believed it. Yes. And then found out the hard way four years later. And then eight born. years, right? Because yes. you signed it more than once. Yes. Yeah. It For me, it was the initial contract was three years. And uh, I didn't even stay that long because I was like, no. But um, I remember I was told to look at it as three one-year contracts. Oh, where that's one I of their, could, that, they love that. Oh, yeah. I could negotiate at the one-year mark. And I'm like, okay, I can do like 35000 for a year. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Like, I've got some savings. And then, and then the year comes up and it was like, oh, you must have misunderstood. Like, no, that oh, yeah. doesn't happen. Oh, that's the other thing. You misunderstood. The gaslighting oh, the is gaslighting. so bad. Oh my God. So my, my pretty much my straw that broke the camel's back. Let me think if I've ever even talked about it. I may have never talked about this one publicly. I talked about it once, but I had to edit it out because my lawyer didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's fair. I think, I, I don't know, whatever. We'll run with it. Yeah. All right. So the gaslighting. Yes. So. Basically, they call me in and, and because the only thing at that point that I'm there for is passion and opportunity because mm-hmm. I love what I'm doing. Right. I still love radio. Right. And by the way, to this day, I still like this. We're sitting here doing a podcast. Right, right. This no, is this not, is great. Because I hate radio. Like, <laughs> right. I love radio. I just, yeah. like, got over it and, like, found something else I love, right? It's, it's the industry that we... It was working, uh, yes. You know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, so I, I get called in and I'm told, we've got this new opportunity for you. You are going to go... And you're going to um, try and make this as short as I can because it's 
I can give a 30 yeah. minute version of this story. Yeah, but sure. The nuts and bolts is you're going to go and be a co-host on this morning show. Congratulations. You've got your own morning show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on this station and long story short, zero creative control. We're going to play a ton of music. Oh. You barely get to talk ever. It's not really a morning show. You're essentially jocking. You're jocking. You're jocking. Yeah. It just happens to be between 6 and 10 a.m. So you, you get to get up at 4 in the morning and yeah. jock. And do all this That's show great. prep. That's And great. spend hours and hours preparing to talk for 90 seconds a couple times an, um, an hour, right? Oh, my gosh. And, um, and then, you know, so... I didn't, so I right even on the bat, I was like, no, yeah. no good. Yeah. I'd rather be producer of the Weez show than go do what you're yeah. describing right now. And they said, no, 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 no. You're going to love this second part. Great. What's the second part? Okay, the second part is we got a lot of big name talent in this building. Every single time the big name talent goes on vacation, you're in. Oh, man. You're guest hosting. Whoa. No, no, there was some precedent for this, precedence for this because they had l- allowed me to guest host like the Bob Lonsberry show a couple of mm-hmm. times. So it wasn't unheard of that they would allow me to guest host someone else's show. Yeah. But now I was being told that, and there were six, seven, eight personalities with their own shows. So now I was being told all six, seven, or eight of these hosts, and I mean by name, yeah. like every time they're on vacation, you're in. And I did the math and I was like, that's like four months of hosting my own show. Okay. On all different stations and all different formats. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I'll do that. I'm, and I was very clear with them about, I'm agreeing to do the, the one thing because of the other thing. They're right. Like, Great. Good. It's a deal then. We're in, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're in the middle of a book at that point, which for some reason you're not allowed to take vacation during book, which oh is Oh my stupid. gosh, that's right. Remember that one? I forgot about that. It's oh spring God. book. It's fall book. No yeah. vacations for, yeah. yeah. So we're in the middle of a book. A couple months go by. Now we're out of a book and there's some vacations lined up for the big name talents. Mm-hmm. And I see come up on the calendar. Best of. They scheduled <gasps> best of. Oh no! It's, oh. That's supposed to be. Oh no! 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 See, no, we, you you must have misunderstood. Oh my what gosh! We, there it is. What we meant was we're gonna work you towards getting to the point where. What if this? What if we mm-hmm. compromise? What if we play their best of? You go in though, and you voice track little thirty second intros to the best ofs. That oh way, we're gosh. easing you into it, and then eventually down the road, ten to fifteen years. Ten to fifteen, <laughs> right? And so I just. And this is, I said something, I can't believe I didn't get fired. Uh, two out of my three bosses were in the room, and the big one was the one that wasn't in the room. So that's probably why I didn't get fired. If okay. he was in the room, he might have fired me on the spot. Yeah. I called them fucking liars. I said, you guys are <laughs> fucking liars. It's the truth. And the one guy held steady and just looked at me, and he was like, no, you misunderstood what you were told. And the oh second guy broke character, and he looked at me, and he went, I know it sucks. <laughs> I know. I okay. know what you were told. Yeah. I know what's happening now. I get it. Yeah. Can you just play ball with us? And I basically wow. walked out of that room going, well, let's see if Coach Tony wants to sell his factory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. ready to go full time into the other thing because I can't work for these people anymore. No. But when no. I called them fucking liars, like I thought, I was like, well, I'm going to say this and yeah. they're going to tell me to leave and never come back. Yeah. They didn't though. I don't know. Somehow. You know, it's amazing how many stories I have heard in the last couple of years of other radio people. And you probably know the stories too. Like, storming out like saying you know blowing up on social media or blowing up on them in person and and yet 
I don't know. They survive. The the radio company survives, even with all these stories coming out. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what it would take for accountability to happen. Maybe it's just a well, pipe it dream. Happens, like, with, I guess they have to be held accountable sort of publicly. Like the one time I can think of where iHeart kind of got held accountable was with Kimberly and Beck. Sure. Where the whole public at that point was just being like, you need to fire these people. And yeah. so, of course, they'll cave to that. But yeah. Until you get the masses yeah. telling them something, they'll just they'll do whatever they want to do. They'll keep plugging. Plugging along. They'll keep plugging along. They'll do fine. It's all good. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing how many stories there are, too. Like, yours and mine. I mean, I've heard also from many radio yeah. people. And it seems like a lot of people are like, no, they'll just lie to you. They'll just lie. That's why, I guess, you know, in hindsight, the lesson I've learned is everything needs to be in writing or it, it was never said. Oh, you know? totally. In Absolutely. writing, notarized. Uh, like. You're so right about that. I, rem- yeah. you, I had that exact thought, too, where I went, I don't have any of this in writing. Yeah. Like, I can't prove this. No. They're going to no. just tell me I'm crazy. Right. Forever. Right. So then, until there are enough of us, people like you and me and the others who have also left, it's... It, it is all on us. It's the comp- we, It's us against the company until there are enough of us who are like, no, actually, that's bullshit. And that happened to me, too. And mm. it's it's a routine. It's something that is very routine at these yeah. places. So, yeah. So what else? What do we have? To, what, what did we miss? How long have we been talking? That's pretty good. I don't An hour and five minutes. Oh, my gosh. You probably got to go. do. I got to take a nap. I should. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of day. I'm excited because you know what I'm doing tonight that I've never done. I'm going to Red Osier rest. You ever been to Red Osier? Isn't that like a hot dog? Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, the Red, Red Osier, um, who, by the way, and this is there. I have some confidentiality, but I have none, some not that aren't confidential. Oh. Red Osier is a client. And that is, okay. I'm allowed, I can talk about that one. Okay. Great. Um, but I guess I should say for legal purposes, the. The, this product, yes. like the actual au jus that you can go to Wegmans and buy, is actually owned by the previous Red Osier owners. Okay. The people that own the restaurant are different people. Oh. But what you're thinking is the same thing I was thinking is like um, roast beef sandwiches at festivals and yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's exactly. So I'm going yes. out with a client tonight for dinner, and he said, we're going to Red Osier. And I was like, great. I'll eat roast beef sandwiches. Those are great. <laughs> but it turns out it's a really fancy restaurant with like, oh, wow. prime, like $85 prime rib. Where? In Leroy, I think. Oh, in Leroy. Okay, this is yeah. getting even more elaborate <laughs> yeah. as, as it goes on. Okay, yeah. you're having dinner in Leroy. I'm having dinner in Leroy, and and they do they do like a Caesar salad right at the table. They like mix it for you. They've got <laughs> oh these God. all these prime rib, like great prime rib, and then they do like. Uh, what's the thing, the dessert where they put it on for creme brulee? Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they like set it on fire? Yes. They do it like yes. table sign. Oh my God. Yeah. This is really bougie. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you're so going excited. all out. Oh, and wait till I show you who I'm going with, too. This is funny. This is another client of mine. I love this guy, Dave Jones. Jones Bones Barbecue oh Sauce. God. Look at this guy. He looks like a barbecue pit master, That's right? That's who you're going with? Yeah, one-on-one. I'm going on date night. <laughs> this is amazing. To Red Osier. I want with, a picture. Picture it didn't happen. With uh, Jones Bones Barbecue, the pit master. That is very cool. Is so Uncle exciting. Ralph going to be there and Mama Kay, I all mean, your other I clients? Wish, I wish they all would come. That would be <laughs> awesome. Pe- wait, they're all like people's names. Coach Tony. Yeah, yeah, Whitney. There's who so would, many people. Who would put their name on a jar of sauce? Yeah, I don't know true. who would do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Some googly Elmo guy. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I have to say, by the way, the Rosa sauce is chef's kiss. It's oh, my favorite. All right. We'll send you home it's with good some. good stuff. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't asking, but I'll take it. What else? Anything we missed? Are we uh, good? Or what? What do you want to talk I about? I think we're good. I don't know what else. I think really? we've, we've taken down the radio industry. <laughs> we've done <laughs> we've that. Yeah. Down. 
talked about mental health. Something tells me they'll survive. I know. They'll be uh, fine. We had good um, mental health talk, I think. We did. Right? We did. I mean, yeah. I'm just very excited for you to be featured in Nami Rochester's I Rock Mental Health series. I am very excited That'll as well. That'll be up on it Instagram. It is an honor. Honestly, the fact that you wanted me to do it. And I was very excited about it. Good. You know, I, I mean, I've done a good amount of press and I and yeah. I love everything. But this yeah. one, like I was thinking about this one. Good. I was like, this is great. Like, I, I love this. And now you know yeah. why. Because I actually have a secret. Yeah. Love yeah. Because yeah. you're a psychologist. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you're a psychologist. My mother a, wishes. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Sauce and psychology. Um, right, yeah. So cool. that'll be up on Instagram when tomorrow. When does it actually go? Oh, that's tomorrow. tomorrow so by yeah. the time this airs, then this then it's already it'll on. Be, it'll be old news So what's the Instagram, Instagram handle where they find it? It is at Nami, N-A-M-I, Rochester, N-Y. Perfect. Nami, Rochester, N-Y. All right, Whitney, thank you. Thank you. Yeah.